As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. All right. All right. Let's do it to it. It's Megan here. And uh, we are in for another incredible episode today. We're going to dive into five mistakes group program marketers make that prevent client results and retention. So I'm sure you are just like me in that you are noticing and have been noticing a trend in our online space, social media, organic growth. Uh, launches in terms of the number of people who are registering for your launches, whether that is a challenge or some sort of three day, five day, seven day, nine day, you know, everybody comes up with their whatever day uh, style of launch, Um, whatever that is, we're seeing decreased numbers, pretty significantly decreased actually in uh, registrations. And then we're seeing a massive drop in the percentage of people who registered for launches to show up and consume the training content and value that we're providing. And if people are not showing up to consume what we're providing, then that means they're not present when we invite them to take the next step with us, which is to work with us in whatever capacity uh, you provide in your business. And that means that enrollment numbers go down. And you know, this whole idea around launching isn't new. I mean, people come up with sort of new and different and unique, innovative ways to launch, but launching has really been around for a couple of decades in this online coaching, consulting, expert, wisdom, teaching, educational space. And it really hasn't changed that much when you think about it. You know, we first came out in the early 2000s. Well, we didn't come out with it. Jeff Walker came out with Product Launch Formula, which I never took that program. So I don't have any familiarity with it at all, except I have read his book called Launch, which is basically going through the Product Launch Formula. So I am familiar with that. And we have the live launch, we have lean launches, soft launches, warm market launches five-day challenges, two-day this, three-day that, five-day this, seven-day that, nine-day this. So we have lots of variations of the same thing. Um, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, 15 to 20 years ago, even, even seven, eight, nine years ago, a lot of launches were in the form of pre-recorded videos. And I remember when I worked for a fairly large coaching company, we were not interested in filming training videos. I I believe back then the formula was three videos of training material. And then video four was your sales video. And that was typically the video that was found on the sales page. And to us in 2013, we were actually sitting inside of an apartment in Paris, France, where we had just mapped out this new incredible business and coaching certification program. 
that uh, part of the part of what we were doing there too was mapping out the launch. And we just knew that the direction of this particular brand, it didn't fit with the old model and framework of launching with pre-recorded training videos. And so the owner of the business decided that she was going to do a seven-part video series that was a docu-series that was filmed uh, really close to that apartment. And some of it was filmed in that apartment on the streets of Paris, France. And it was really one of the first things of its kind. Uh, you know, I don't believe that anybody else ever really took this approach even after that of doing a docu-series and really kind of blowing the seams off of this four-part, you know, very scripted uh, training style of video series. It just leads people to a sales page. So oddly enough, it didn't really take off in other circles. Uh, but I was on that team and I was part of the team that also edited those videos. And I was also watching the numbers coming in because at the time I was a director of programs and client experience and client success. And every single day, you know, we'd see thousands of people opt into getting access to this docuseries. And then as each video passed and was rolled out day after day after day, the numbers of people who would click on and watch the video, it would go down and that's human nature. And so we see the exact same trend when we are launching in a more live video format and live model. So a lot of people now launch either on zoom or they live stream straight into a Facebook group. So naturally you're always going to have the largest number of people show up on day one and the fewest number of people show up on the final day of your launch. Now, in the last, I'd say 10-ish years, we would see anywhere from between about a 35% to 50% show-up rate. So if 100 people registered, about 35 to 50 of those people would show up and consume the content. Now we're seeing like 10%, I mean, tops 15% of registration to show-up ratio. So it's, it's drastically gone down. And we also know with the volatility of social media right now, that the way that any of us marketed in an organic matter, especially, it's really changed because social media, the game on social media has drastically changed. And a smaller percentage, I mean, a minuscule, I'm going to use that word, a minuscule percentage of people are seeing anything that any of us post on social media. So marketing is becoming more challenging because of those reasons. Uh, marketing is becoming more expensive. Uh, you know, you really do have to pay to play. At, at once you get to a certain point and those of us, myself included, that I'm not paying for any type of paid advertising, you know, we're up against people who are, we're up against people who have seven figure monthly budgets. And here's the other thing that we're really competing for right now, which just trumps everything I just said. We are competing against media, media outlets. And I don't mean social media. I mean, television media outlets media outlets that are on social media as well, but I'm talking about the media here. We are competing against all the things that are going on in the world. We are competing against tech technology devices. We're competing against apps on our cell phones that are designed by you know people in Silicon Valley. And their entire mission is to get human beings addicted to their device and to their app. So you, my friend, myself included, that is what we are competing against. 
And there is no better time than now. I mean, not that this was not important before. There's no better time than now to put more of your efforts and commitment into client retention. And I'm going to go back to illustrating what why client retention is so important to your monthly recurring revenue and the long-term sustainability of your business and the reputation of your brand. So let's look back at launching. And you know, if you're listening to this, perhaps you've had some really successful launches. And even if you haven't had incredibly successful launches, you are probably the product of one, meaning that you are consuming someone else's launch and you became a client. So you know, a lot of what I'm sharing, perhaps you have seen from both sides. You've experienced this from the uh, provider's point of view, but also being on the client receiving point of view. So I want to illustrate why client retention is so important to monthly recurring revenue and the future growth and sustainability of your business. So let's imagine that you have done multiple launches back to back. Maybe you are someone who was like on a hyper growth speed and you are launching and filling your program, your flagship group coaching program every other month, or maybe you are just super ambitious and you are launching something every single month. And then it was leading to your flagship group program, whatever that is for you. And let's assume that things were going exceptionally well for you. And every single time you launched, you were hitting or exceeding your enrollment goals. And then all of a sudden, maybe five, six, seven, eight, 10, 15 launches in, you start to notice that your monthly recurring revenue is plateauing. And you hadn't really noticed what changed because you kept launching. You kept having really successful launches. You were hitting your enrollment goals. Cash was in the in the bank. Maybe you are making multiple five figures, even six figures, multiple six figures a month because your launches were so successful. But things have started to stall out. Uh, you are hitting a, a monthly recurring revenue plateau. You've hit a ceiling. And what the majority of the messages that you and I are both very privy to is more launches. You need to get more people signing up for your launch. Uh, you need to have hundreds and thousands of people sign up for your launch if you want to hit your numbers. And there's there's nothing false about that. So all that is completely true. All of that is completely true. It is good. It is right. It is awesome. We're not taking anything away from launching. It serves its purpose. However, when the predominant message that we are hearing from business mentors, coaches, leaders, and experts is more numbers, more marketing, more sales on the front end of your business, we are completely missing the other half of your business. So the marketing and the sales is important and you don't even get to client retention if you don't have marketing and sales. And I work with people who are already at a point where client retention is now a must have. It's not a nice to have. Like you realize you have to double down on client retention in order to continue to grow your business at the rate that you desire to grow. If there's any hope of it being sustainable for the next 10, 15, 20 years. So half of your business is the marketing, the uh, sales, the launching, the videos, the content, all the things that it sounds like everybody out there is talking about. Uh, That's half your business. The other half of your business is client retention. Experience, client experience, 
client success, uh, the rate at which your clients are making progress and getting results, what percentage of the clients that are coming in through these incredible launches you're doing are staying in your program. And I don't mean just showing up. I mean, I do mean showing up while they're in the program that they purchased. Are they returning? And this is a really important fact to to understand. Let's presume you have a group program that is 12 months long. It's a year long. There are a lot of really popular programs out there that are year long. Your client in a year long program will decide within the first 90 days, the first three months of that 12 month program, whether or not they are going to stay in your community, continue on in that program, meaning enroll in the program for a second term. They will decide if they want to move up to your next level program. If you have one, they will decide if they want to purchase anything else that you have. People are making that decision as a client within the first 90 days of being in your program. So the way I want you thinking about client retention is that the sale was actually pretty doggone easy to move someone from not a client, go through your launch, become a client. That's easy. The more challenging part is selling to a client who has already purchased from you. Just because a client has purchased from you and they are in your program absolutely does not mean that they trust you. So again, so much of the conversation from the business sector of this industry is about marketing and sales. And you got to build the know, like, and trust because nobody's going to buy from you if they don't trust you. And that's not true. It's just not true. Uh, People will buy from you and they still do not 100% trust you. They are, you are building trust with them even more once they have become a client. So that first 90 days of people going through your program matters so much. Now, let's say you don't run a 12 month program. You've got a six month program. Well, they're going to decide probably within the first two months or the first 60 days of a six month program. If you have a shorter program than that, let's say your group program is only 90 days they're probably going to decide within the first 30 days. It it might take them up until the halfway point of the program. So that onboarding process, which an onboarding process is not just an orientation call. Your onboarding process, depending on how long your group program is, if it's a 12-month long program, you're looking at a 90-day onboarding process. And it's critical. It's critical. So if you're seeing that income ceiling being hit, Uh, If you're hitting a plateau with your monthly recurring revenue, here's what actually increases your monthly recurring revenue at this point. And you know who I'm talking to if you're at this point and you know what this point means. It's client retention. So you really want to be shooting for around an 80% or higher client retention ratio, which means clients are staying in your program for a second, third, fourth, whatever term, and or they are buying something else that you offer. That's what we mean by client retention. So I want to share with you five, only five of the mistakes group program marketers make that prevent client, excuse me, client results and retention. So the first mistake is giving clients more value. And again, we're talking about inside of your group coaching program. This is not a conversation about marketing to potential prospects. This is adding value to your existing clients inside of your group coaching program. And what I mean by giving clients more value 
is a mistake is in the category of more training, more weekly calls, more opportunities for them to digest information, more pre-recorded videos, bundling your courses that you had years ago, and just stacking more and more content, training, and information on top of what you already have in the program and not removing anything else that is not going to get them to the goal. What happens is that leaves clients overwhelmed. Clients start to feel bad that they aren't using what they purchased. And in the mind of the client, that makes them want to quit. Now, does it matter that other members in your program are easily able to consume what this new member received? Well, while that's nice for other clients, it does nothing to retain the client who feels overwhelmed. So mistake number two is, now this is one that I really like doing, uh, but there's a caveat to this. Mistake number two is sending gifts instead of solving problems. So we're not saying that sending gifts is a mistake. It's relying too much on sending nice gifts to your clients, as you should, but focusing more on that instead of or before we're solving their problems. So offer the single fastest way for your client to relieve their pain. The faster you solve that problem, the quicker you'll create a long-lasting relationship. Gifts can give you a boost in retention, and that is after you have delivered on your promise to solve a client's burning problem. Mistake number three is using pain of disconnect benefits to stop them from quitting. We want to build a relationship with them versus making the client feel like they have to depend on you to get the result. You know, the dream of most group program marketers is to provide members with a benefit that's so freaking valuable that they incorporate it into their daily activities and can't imagine life without it. It's something that when it's removed from their lives, they feel a huge sense of loss or it becomes a disruption. Making clients feel like they have to be dependent on you to get results will cause them to have one foot out the door before they ever get started because they sense you're trying to manipulate or trick them. Here's the deal. Clients join when they are attracted to a transformation opportunity. They stay when they share your beliefs and your mission to improve the world. Mistake number four is over-teaching and giving your clients step-by-step instructions and telling them exactly what to do. The idea is to show clients exactly what to do so they won't be so overwhelmed with all the choices. If you have team members, your clients are going to complain more to the team members than they do to you because they probably talk to your team members one-on-one a little bit more than they talk to you. Your team members are going to turn around and tell you that you know the clients don't know how to use what we sold them, that you've got to show them how to make it easier, how to make it simpler. Your clients are also going to tell you, I just want you to tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do in the order. Give me step-by-step instructions and I can go do it. Yes, what we give our clients in group coaching programs must be simple, but this is not the core problem. Your clients won't use what you deliver until they understand why. It all boils down to the difference between being a teacher in your program and being a leader. Most teachers, I was one, I was a high school teacher, more on that on another episode. Most teachers inspire apathy, studying for what's going to be on the test and doing barely enough to get a desired grade. Instead, we want to show clients what's possible for their life. 
Get clients excited about their future. Connect clients with others who are like them in the program. They actually want that more than they want step-by-step instructions. They just may not vocalize that to you. And then finally, here's the the fifth mistake, and we'll wrap things up today. Throwing members into the middle. And uh, listen up if you have a group program that's evergreen or rolling enrollment. This is a huge mistake when you transition to that style. So existing clients in your group program have already gone through a certain number uh, of weeks or months of training materials, calls, modules, curriculum. They know you really well. They know each other really well. They're further ahead. They have more knowledge and they have more skill than new clients who are just entering. You don't want your new clients to join and be thrown into the same step existing clients are on because they'll feel lost. So think about it this way. When you watch Netflix, do you start in season two, episode five, or do you start at the beginning in season one, episode one? New clients are not going to appreciate what you're giving them if they're receiving the same thing existing clients are receiving that particular month. It creates confusion, overwhelm, and after a while, extreme disinterest. Leaders know they must start clients from the beginning. And you have to have something in place that gets members caught up to speed. And this is typically some sort of onboarding process where your newer clients might actually be separated from the larger group. And the way I want you to think about this is what does my new client need to know in terms of knowledge and what do they need to be able to do so that when they jump into you know, the regular way that we're running things here, they're going to be able to hit the ground running. And that is going to be a process. And it's probably going to take you a few iterations and trial and error and trying out different things inside of your group to figure out what's really going to work. So I know that this episode has really made you think differently about client retention and how important client retention truly is to your monthly recurring revenue. So if you are someone who is running a business and you've got a group coaching style program that is generating 50% or more of your annual revenue in your business, and it's generating a high six or seven figures in your business, you may want to take a look at my services in the category of client retention and group program leadership. When we work together in this consulting relationship, We're going to show you how to deliver and lead your group program that stops your clients from quitting, grows to exceed your wildest dreams, and generates reliable, sustainable, recurring monthly revenue. And this is a one-on-one experience. I do a full day in person uh, day with you. I do an entire group program audit, and then I do a few months where I'm working with training and consulting your team to roll everything out uh, and implement everything that we discussed uh, to your to your clients and and really run your group program so that retention rates go through the roof. So if that is something that you're interested in, shoot me an email. It's really simple. Uh, My email is info at structurefreedom.com. Let me know that you listened to this episode on the five mistakes group program marketers make, and we'll have a really simple chat over email. We'll figure out if something that I have to offer, including this uh, consulting opportunity, is a good fit for you and it's going to deliver on what it is that you need. And if we decide on that, we'll hop on a call, have a conversation and make a decision from there. Have a great day. And remember, make sure that you are designing your life and business so that it is built to last. Thank you so much for tuning into the built to last show. 
If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.